today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. LRT, ultimately, will that decide the Hamilton election? Uh, will we see a low vote, uh, voter turnout? Will we see a higher vote or, uh, voter turnout? Also, London, Ontario, first country, first in the country to try ranked balloting. Let's bring in Peter Grave, professor of political science, McMaster University. He is with us now. Peter, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Good afternoon. Is this the same as any other municipal election, Peter? Are they all the same? Is this just another one? Uh, yes. <laughs> They're all the same. They're all different. But, uh, yeah. Are we more interested in this one in Hamilton because of the divisiveness, or have we become fatigued? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think in the last few days, maybe uh, people have become interested and then said, wait a second, maybe we should have had more of a debate about the, 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 the qualifications of the different candidates. But... Uh, for the most part, this has been a bit of a sleepy one because, uh, uh, you know, it hasn't been a huge horse race until the very end between uh, the candidates. Uh, and the, the ones that are there are maybe not the largest personalities we've had, you know, as compared to, you know, for instance, when we had the three-horse race eight years ago between uh, Larry Diani and Bob Bertina and uh, Fred Eisenberger, maybe that was a bit more compelling as a race. Uh, or, you know, the the question of the Red Hill Expressway, which, again, had two high-profile politicians, but also two broader visions of the city, uh, you know, fighting it out in that case. So, I mean, each each election is the same. Each election is different. Uh, but this one perhaps hasn't caught the imagination of Hamiltonians uh, that broadly. Really? You don't think that the LRT has captured, I guess, what the personalities haven't? Uh, well, I mean, I think, you know, an election has to be about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you don't really know anything about one of the candidates, it can't be about their relative, uh, you know, how much, how, how, what kind of warm fuzzies they give you or not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, uh, it could have, as I said last time, it could have been like cats versus dogs. And it might have, you know, similarly uh, enabled people to rally for one team or the other. Will this be as close as polls or everybody assumes it will be? Yeah, my crystal ball is down today, Scott. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, and how many times have you been asked a question like that as a professor of political science? Well, yeah, I mean, I think at a certain point, uh, uh, I mean, you know, Fred Heisenberger has run his fifth campaign for mayor uh, this time. And, I mean, none of them has been remarked for being super high profile or engaging. I mean, obviously, he, he knows something that works. Cause he's won two of the four that uh, we've had results so far. But... Uh, you know, as a result, I don't think it really does, you know, engage uh, the citizens. And so many are probably a bit undecided as they go to the polls. Uh, you know, similarly, uh, people who maybe want to make this into a referendum about LRT. You know, I heard some people talking about it that way at the market uh, on this weekend. Uh, are probably still going to the poll and saying, but wait a second, you know, it's not a referendum. We're voting for someone who's going to be the mayor on all issues for the next four years. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty going to the polls Uh there's, I think, good reasons to think uh, that the incumbent mayor would have some advantages, uh, although uh, on the sort of divisive issue of the day, he's probably in a, a slight minority. And so it, it will be interesting to see what the, the result is. Uh, you know, we had one poll, the forum poll that came out. Uh, it's really hard to judge uh, how accurate it would be. But it's certainly for people asking, should I go out and vote? It seems to really say, yeah, the, the election's really close. Uh, whoever does come out to vote will make a difference today. Chances are, if voters are aware it's a close race, will they come out to, to help that as opposed to if they think, oh, yeah, whatever's going way out in front, there's no challenger here. Is this more apt to make them come out? I think marginally. 
you know, that's part of the argument in the, the voting literature is that uh, voting is costly, so people are more likely to do it uh, if they think their their vote is actually going to make a difference. Although at the same time, I think people aren't uh, stupid, and they kind of realize in most cases still their one vote won't be the one that makes a difference. But it nevertheless does motivate some people to engage in you know voting, which is you know not really just an individual rational decision, but also part of a social process of being part of a citizenry making decisions about its future. But yeah, that kind of narrow thing that your vote might make a difference certainly does push a few people go out to vote, but it's not going to, to massively increase the voter turnout. One uh, listener in an email has brought up the undecided. In that poll that was out last week, it showed the two very uh, the two mayoral candidates virtually neck and neck, but there was also a large p- portion of that. I think it was like 12 or 14% that were still undecided. Where do they normally go? Uh, well, uh, again, it's hard to say. I mean, the people who do these polls tend to uh, distribute the undecided equally between the camps. Um, but, you know, there's different kinds of undecided. In some cases, you know, such as this, the undecided may reflect uh, really not following the politics at all, which makes the chances of turnout uh, quite slim for those individuals. So, you know, there's people who are really undecided, and there's others who really can't be bothered. Uh, and so, you know, the registering is undecided is in some ways saying they're probably unlikely to go out and vote. Uh, interesting note if uh, from a listener. If Mayor Fred loses tonight, it will go down in history as attributed to his pro-LRT stand and not his ability or past achievements as mayor. It would have been better to have had a referendum on the issue so that his time as mayor could have been considered against uh, the challenger's attributes. What about referendum on that? Would that have changed the politics leading up to the election? Uh, yeah, probably uh, ever so slightly. I mean, it would have certainly taken the wind out of the sails of a challenger that somehow by electing the mayor, you know, one vote around the table of uh, 15, it was somehow going to necessarily put an end to the project. I mean, that's been, you know, useful for uh, Mr. Scrow making the, turning turning the mayor's race ultimately into a referendum serves his own narrow purpose, right? which is to go from being uh, an unknown to someone who might be mayor tomorrow. Um, but yes, if it had been a separate referendum, he would have had none of that uplift coming from that issue. Um, and so, yeah, it would have changed the dynamics. I guess part of the question is, do we want to uh, make uh, these kinds of decisions through a referendum? Uh, on the one hand, the referendum has a democratic democratic uh, credential of everyone being able to cast their vote on an issue of concern. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, there's significant uh, technical issues in these kinds of questions, and sometimes uh, to d- develop a really rich understanding of what is in front of us, we, we'd actually prefer to have our elected representatives sit down, hear the reports, you know, get a sense of what's possible and what isn't. And essentially what we've done over the past eight years on the LRT file uh, you know, trusting that our elected members, uh, you know, including a large number of whom seem to always run against it, but then come and vote for it when they're city councillors, uh, you know, give them the, the opportunity to, to think through and have the harder debates about specific aspects of it. What if, in this case, for the mayor's race, the incumbent loses? Does that mean no LRT? Because, as you mentioned, one vote. Uh, no, it doesn't. I mean, there's, you know, there's two pieces of this. I mean, the first is, yes, it is one vote. And so, I mean, when Bob Bertino was mayor, he was quite clearly uh, uninterested in going forward with the LRT, except maybe if it was his plan to kind of go up the rail trail somewhere. Um, you know, he had his own sort of scheme of it. But 
uh, yeah, he had no interest in it, but uh, there was a voting majority on council that kept the project moving forward. Um, and so if you change one voice around the table uh, at the mayor's seat, but the rest of the councillors continue to vote for it, uh, then it doesn't uh, derail the project. Or alternatively, if you see a number of councillors get elected today who uh, wish to go forward with the project where previously you had people who were trying to hold it up, again, that will change the dynamic. So, yeah, the, the, the mayor's vote is one vote uh, out of the 15 around the table, um, or 16, I guess. But nevertheless, I mean, the, the capacity of a city to move forward on a project like this does require to have a mayor who creates a consensus on council. Um, and I think maybe one of the weaknesses we've had on this project is that we had a mayor who didn't really believe in the project for a number of years, uh, who's you know now running against it and supporting Mr. Scrow. And then we had a mayor who supported the project but seemed a bit shy to go out and uh, really make the case for it across the city when he had the chance as a mayor of the city. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.